What does the Barbenheimer box office mean for the future of movies? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. everybody and before we get into this week's episode of only stupid answers obviously there's been a, if you've been online um or you've been following the strike obviously there's a lot of discourse on um what people are or are not talking about um and that's going to be different for different people but as far as this show is concerned um i'm not SAG, I'm not pre-SAG, I'm not any uh, union, but I do support the strike. And so while when I tweet stuff occasionally, I might, you know, I'm still watching things, so I might tweet about my general thoughts. Um, Roxy is uh, pre-SAG, um, um, so situation's a little bit different for her. So for the show, out of an abundance of caution and solidarity and support, um, we're going to be pivoting a little bit towards more, uh, less of our, like, reviews or diving deep in deep into movies and more general talk about stuff like the strike on how that might be impacting things maybe sometimes a little bit of the box office um also uh aliens probably in the coming weeks uh right roxy yes because in the same way do you remember i couldn't stop watching on youtube the johnny depp amber heard trial giving you updates yeah when i was watching this two and a half hours of aliens it was half a million people were watching it yeah. live. Yeah. And it's it's a, the biggest event of our lifetime. And you're not taking it seriously, DJ. And that's going to have to change. I am taking, it, I am taking it very seriously. I'm just coming to different conclusions than you. But that's a later, that's a later episode. So the point is, just for the time being, we're going to do some... Uh, we're going to pivot to some different stuff. But fortunately, you all, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, back in the day with Sam, we like talking about cryptids and shit and all that stuff. So this is in line with what we've been doing. Um, uh, nothing different there. But, and of course... Um, uh, Roxy mentioned before we, we were recording this part of it that like, you know, subject to change, we're getting new information all the time. We're playing it by ear. Um, but for everybody that's, that's sticking with us, I, I think we got some fun stuff, uh, planned to talk about. So, so stay tuned for all that. Hello everybody. And welcome back to only stupid answers. This is the uh, show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, who is mommy and daddy, uh, with me. <laughs> I'm your host, DJ Wooldridge with me as always is Roxy Stryer. Hi, Roxy. Hi. Uh, and today we have a very special guest. Lon is joining us again. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> How you doing, I'm man? <laughs> you are my Lon is mother today. Roxy is daddy, and I'm your creepy uncle. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're. No. If I'm daddy, you can be zaddy. That's okay. Not thank you. That's thank right. you. Thank yeah. you. I'm your fun. I'm the fun uncle. Uncle. Funkle. Um, Lon, before we get it, we got so much to talk about today. So much, so much bullshit to wade through. Before we get into that, what what are you up to? What are the what are you what are you doing? What should the kids be checking out? Oh, who are you? Uh, Where can what? they find you? <laughs> who am I? Who am, uh, who am I? My name is Lon. Yeah. Uh, you could you could find me on Twitter or X. You could you can find me on X at, <laughs> at L O N S. Uh, you could still call it Twitter. I think we're still calling it Twitter. Yeah. I'm on all the other ones too. Uh, mm -hmm. And I got lawns on on most of them, so you could you could find me on Blue Sky there if you're there instead. And uh, yeah, you you know I I, uh, I write for Honest Trailers, I write for some more news, I write for a, a bunch of different. I've done stuff for Rotten Tomatoes in the past. You fandom, you've seen me around. Check all that out. If anybody's sitting on a Blue Sky invite, that's one of the ones I oh, haven't been. Able I think to... I think I am sitting on a Blue Sky invite. So well, we can... listen. 
I would like to plant my flag, please. Um, it's so it's such a it's such a ghost town over there. I, so you, but you know, good. it's it's like an arms race, Lon. We all gotta before we gotta right. get our handles before they're all taken up to just to see who I'm bummed because I feel like Threads is gonna be the one, but it's like I don't want Zucker I don't wanna give another win to Zuckerberg, man. <laughs> I think I think Threads had that that advantage of everybody's already on Instagram, so it yeah. was so easy to just like bloop, I'm on threads now because you yeah. were already in the system, but it sucks. I, I think most people recognize that it sucks. And it's most most of the people being active over there are brands. Like yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't feel like I've seen the X killer. I'd love for there to be one because I think the guy who owns X is bad. But yeah. uh I don't I so far I haven't opened one and played around with it and been like, yes, this is capturing the 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 X experience I love. The the, the X experience. Yeah. <laughs> like a minute into the show and so far i've just been on such an opposite page of both of you guys all wow different. you know you love threads you love x <laughs> yeah yes yes and yes i'm on wow. big sky also i didn't know we got invites if if i have one yeah. yours dj thank go you go to your profile and you'll see like if you go to your profile page right under your your name you'll see a little blue box and it'll tell you how many invites like once every two weeks i think you get one new invite for somebody yeah oh Okay, DJ, I'm happy to give it to you. Thank I you. I appreciate I uh, it. I haven't skied anything yet, but I I am on there for the exact reason. Yeah, I think I think I think that's the problem. The I think everybody's going over there and grabbing their their plot of land, but mm -hmm. I don't think people are participating yet, and that's the that's the problem. So yeah. threads, I I'm loving. Like Ooh, could, okay. couldn't be loving it more. It's like old, reading old school blogs. Yeah, it's it, exactly. People right. are using it for, but I, it's still not doing what I need it to do, which is have news and hashtags. Those, mm -hmm. those are the two reasons I use <clears throat> Twitter. X. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It's it's not replicating the experience. <laughs> but it's it, as its own thing. It's sort of fine. I mean, it reminds me a lot of Facebook and Instagram. I don't know if it's different enough, but it's fine. It's just not. It's not an X killer, at least not yet. Elon Musk is the X killer. I think we can all agree on that. Um, no, before, Elon Musk is the Twitter killer. Twitter's killer, now dead. dead, dead. And it's X. And it's being it's resurrected as X. X, like the phoenix coming out of the actions. If When you saw you the phoenix, you were that, like, mm. Before we move on, you guys read that thing about PayPal, right? Back when he owned PayPal. We're going to get into it. Don't get ahead of me, Lon. Don't oh, get ahead of me. I was, trying to, I was trying to get some good article sources for it, but all of them were like, subscribe to it. And it's like, come on. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. Sorry, New York Times. Not going to do it. Um, so... Um, before we get into that, little business up top. Of course, if you want to watch the show live, if you want to listen to it ad free, if you want to check out, um, Roxanne and I are going to be doing some FAQ episodes. Um, uh, Spider-Versity, that's how I do. You can do over that at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. If you listen to this on Spotify, every week we ask a question. Last week's question was, who do you think the villain of Superman Legacy should be? Merrick said, I think it's going to be a few minor villains, and the whole movie is going to be snippets telling the Superman's various adventures leading up to now as the introduction of DCU. Um, and Stormy Wood says, I wish it weren't another Lex, but I think it will be. I would rather see Brainiac. Lon, do you have a horse in the race of who you think the Superman legacy villain should be? I That quote could have come directly from my own brain. That's exactly how I feel like. I am. I, I, I love Lex Luthor as a character. Yeah. It's not an anti-Lex thing. I think Gene Hackman absolutely killed it. Classic movie performance. Love that guy. Love that role. 
Well, it's like it's enough already. Every Superman movie, we get a Lex Luthor story, and he's got a classic rogues gallery. There's no need to keep going back. In fact, Lex Luthor is like a weird almost like a mismatched villain because he's just like a normal smart man. Yeah. And Superman has a lot of foes that are actual physical matches for him. Yeah. Um, why not use one of those? And personally, again, if you're going to just ask me, Brainiac seems like the obvious one just because he's so iconic. Yeah. It, there's so many, there's so much iconography. There's so many trappings. There's so many different things you could do with Brainiac. It's just a famous name. He's an imposing looking character. It would be a cool casting thing like that. I think that's how you would, you would go if it was uh, me. Totally with you. Totally with you. I do think Lex can still be there because I'm a big proponent of like Lex is kind of part of Superman's support. He's not just he's not Joker. He's part of Superman's the supporting cast too. Um, but it's like if you're man, right. going, it's like, come on. Him. There's a Lex Corp in this world. Sure, yeah. fine. Yeah, but yeah. like we haven't. It's been. 70 years we can do we need to do a Lex. We need to do Brainiac. We need to do come on, man. It's been 70 years we haven't done one. Um so now listen. We were already starting to to uh, talk about it. Let's go right into it. This is our news tie. It's going to be a kind of a news centric episode this week. But let's figure out. <laughs> let's try and dial in. What is ha- why? What X? Why X? Why? And Lon, you mentioned uh, the the PayPal out of it all. The yeah. Cliff Notes version I got is that. Elon tried to do the same thing with PayPal, trying to make because he keeps using the term everything app. I don't know what he means. When he says that? He doesn't. He okay. doesn't know what he means either. Uh, Linda Yaccarino, the, the new CEO of Twitter, there was just a story this morning where she, she was in a meeting with uh, people from CAA, the, the agency. Yeah. Uh, and she was like, what would, what would you guys like to use X for? And they were like, well, what, what kinds of things are you planning to do? And she was like, what kinds of things do you want it to do? And like, they, I don't think they have a plan. I think they are like, We've got to get advertisers back. Elon's plan apparently was forget advertising. I'm going to sell subscriptions, and that's how we're going to make money. Did not work. So yeah. now they've got to somehow get all these advertisers back that they scared off or chased off with all the Nazism. Uh, and so I guess this is part of the plan. I I real I don't I don't understand what he's thinking or pitching or what the plan is it, it really it seems like a like he's got a very like middle school boy sensibility yeah and it's just a lot of that like we're gonna be you you can only use the website in dark mode man and it's yeah. called x.com dude and it's like all of these things that are we're supposed to think are cool but that don't actually seem cool to an adult yeah, it's it is interesting because yeah. So he was trying. My understanding is he was trying to make it into PayPal, and all the basically it was it, reading about it was like, oh, this is an episode of Succession. It turns out some of the more far fetched things I saw in Succession actually are things that happened because they got the board together and they're like, well, this guy, right? We gotta, yeah, we can't he let this to happen. Rename PayPal X dot com back yeah. in the day, and everybody else was like, but PayPal actually communicates a thing. Where your pal, <laughs> you use. To, to pay for things. Yeah. And X is just like, it sounds like porn or yeah. brand X or whatever, you know? It doesn't communicate anything. This, this is what he said, Elon, and and then I'll give you guys my thoughts. Twitter was acquired by X Corp both to ensure freedom of speech and as an accelerant for X, the everything app. The Twitter name made sense when it was just 140 character messages going back and forth like birds tweeting. But now you can post almost anything, including several hours of videos. 
In the months to come, we will add comprehensive communications and the ability to conduct your entire financial world. That cool. is what Elon said. So yeah, you say be your bank, like you'll do your banking through X. Here are my brief thoughts on this. It is miraculous that this is one of the richest people on the planet. <laughs> like it, it, when you think about it, it it is both infuriating and hysterical. He is like a classic movie villain. Mm-hmm. As you guys were just talking about Lex and Brainiac, I'm I'm just sitting there like Elon. I mean, it's it's Elon, like mm-hmm. except for the fact that he's not that smart, mm-hmm. right? Like Lex is actually, actually a genius. smart, yeah. right? And yeah. so it, it it is just wild that he comes out with these statements. And when you really try to break that down, okay, to ensure freedom of speech, we know this is the guy who made it so that you can't use the term cisgender on mm-hmm. the platform. Yeah. So what is freedom of speech to you? Like, yeah. obviously you don't believe that freedom of speech is what I believe freedom of speech to be. So he just, I, he just banned that ad. Did you see that, that ad where the couple is about to have sex and then the Republican Congress person comes in and interrupts them. It was like a political ad. Yeah. It was running last few weeks. Yeah, he just he banned it, so they can't run that ad on on X anymore. The the, the freedom of speech app, you know, right? That one. So yeah. it's freedom of your speech and people yeah. who yeah. speak like you speech, which is un, unbelievable. Okay, freedom so that to call part, me uh, anti-Semitic slurs is how it's that's right. how de facto that's how it's worked out. Is it's the freedom to say the K word to me every day, just about <laughs> yeah. every day. Like that, that's that's same. I, the amount of swastikas I get sent every single day it's, is unbelievable. And, and that is just an anecdotal thing that if you are a member of any kind of group that gets yeah. targeted by those kinds of people, uh, you have seen that, that skyrocket in the last year. I mean, it was always a thing on Twitter every once in a because while. Because freedom would, of speech, Lon. Right. Yeah, well, every once in a while, yeah. someone would call me a Jubo or something. Yeah. Listen, these things happen. But now it's 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 all the time. It's a constant wave. Yeah, you'll all be surprised to learn. I haven't noticed that. That hasn't changed my experience at all. So that that's Weird. the first part, breaking this down. The second part, like birds tweeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, do you, I feel like he typed that and thought he was so clever. Logo was a bird. You mm-hmm. guys are like birds going back and forth. Well, that was, that, that, that was the idea, though. Like that, the, the Twitter home logo is a birdhouse and... They're right. called tweets, and it was using like a bird's tweeting kind of overall I metaphor. Think that, that was when we all liked the app. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> yeah, um, and now he's that's saying, still what we use it for, right? I'm not several, posting multiple hours of video. Several hours of video. I have never heard anybody wanting that ever on the app. Yeah, it's just when the people post like, "Hell with it." Here's the entire Super Mario Brothers movie. That's yes. the right. time you hear about people posting multiple hours. And then in the months to come, we will add comprehensive communications. So, what is comprehensive communications? I don't. I don't know. What I have no about. idea. And the ability to conduct your entire financial world. Unbelievably scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the app that goes down all the time and is mm-hmm. just like, "Sorry, your rate limit is exceeded." Like that's where I want to put my money. Yeah, you know the app where we took away your two-step authentication because we wanted you to have to pay for it. Yeah, so yeah. everybody's getting hacked on there. That's where you're going to do your entire financial world. You're not you're not on board with that, Roxy. <laughs> I, I don't even understand what this like. Some he writes things, and I know that ignorant people and assholes 
both are like, he's so smart. Read what he's actually saying. What mm -hmm. the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? Those words don't make sense. We're going to introduce comprehensive communications. Oh, what? What are you introducing? No. You, you keep calling this the everything app, like I, Lon alluded to. What is that? I love, I do love this billionaire instinct to like, like, hey, we had this thing that served a specific, specific purpose and we broke that. And so now, because this gives me very much vibes of like Max, like, hey, you know, the HBO brand used to mean something. And so now, but we don't want that. So now here's Max. It's like, well, yeah, but why? Because he's describing, yeah, here's what you use Twitter for. That was great. Fuck it. Yeah. And it's like, why it, do it, why do this? You, you, you're both you're both succession viewers, right? Like yeah. in, the, in, the, in the final season when they're making that like senior retirement living place. And Kendall's <laughs> like, I have for my own personal reasons, I need to boost the stock price. So we're going to reinvent this what was a retirement living thing and now it's everything ip branded future yeah. technology cutting it just not ever planning to actually build that dumb product but just to goose the stock price short term so we can uh rat fuck alexander skarsgård um, mm -hmm. and i feel like that's the only thing these guys really know how to do they don't really know how to build like long-term sustainable good businesses they know how to like quickly boost a stock price by saying something crazy that makes investors go go nuts and want to you know like they know how to play that game and yeah. everything has just become that game that like 4d chess manipulating everything and nothing anymore is about like are people gonna like this is this something people want to buy is this something people are going to spend money on like that doesn't even get considered i'm glad we've built our whole culture around this this is great especially as we right. face like long term, term yeah i'm guys long short term stock boost that's all we're chasing nobody's like but in five years is this a real thing that people yeah. will want like that doesn't matter and it's not like we're like I, like one of the un people came in and was talking about global boiling or other long-term issues that we could really just use uh, somebody that can think long term for once how is that gonna boost comcast stock in q3 it's not then forget it it doesn't exist like yeah. that's literally the approach of everybody now and it's Ooh. pretty frightening Ooh. What do you think? It seems like you want, you have something you want to say, Roxy. What are you thinking? What you... Just looking into, like, remembering the name of his kid, whose name I've never been able to pronounce, the yeah. X-A-E-X-A. Oh, right. X yeah, X-squared, whatever, X whatever uh, square root, yeah. Grimes, Grimes baby. Yeah. yeah. Baby so. Grimes. I should have just I, gone grind. Grimes 2 or something. That yeah, that would, yeah, Grimes squared. It's like the, the next Grimes. Like, I was I was under the impression that Elon was like on the toilet and was like, we should call this X. But the scariest parts about all of this is looking into like how long it took him to make this decision, right? Like mm -hmm. it's they're not rash decisions, they're thought out decisions, which is just so much worse. So he he reacquired X.com months ago yeah. and then changed it legally to um, X Corp or whatever it was and then did this. Like, there, there are potentially underhanded reasons to, to move company names and stuff too. I mean, he saddled Twitter with a ton of debt and I was reading people being like, this might all be a plan to like, one division goes bankrupt and the other bails the other. He could have some financial maneuvering, manipulating thing, which is the reason for X.com. Like that's why Google is now like 
alphabet. Like yeah. there's, there's no alphabet. It's Google. You're yeah. still Google. You just what does it call you? Yeah. It's a, there's all sorts of like weird, crazy SEC stuff going on with some of this too. Potentially, I don't know if that's it. But. This guy, um, John Ehrlich, put out or Ehrlichman put out a, a tweet saying all the companies that have changed their names, um, which I didn't know half of these. Uh, kind of fun. Do you guys know what Best Buy was called? No. Oh. Sound of uh, Music. Like, yeah, Sound, Sound of, of Music. music. Yeah. I knew Best uh, Buy had a crazy, crazy name. How do you ever open a store called Sound of Music and not immediately get suit? Like, that's the famous know. name of you a thing. You can't, Google, you can't use that. Yeah. You know what Google was called? No. Back Rub. Seems really strange. Yeah. That's you know crazy. What, do you know what Pepsi was called? Ryan Soda or something? Brad's Drink. Yeah. Brad's Drink. Yeah, Brad's yeah, drink. yeah. Great, 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 great. I know that one. Uh, Target. I love that because then you picture a guy, like I picture a guy, like a big guy in yeah. overalls with like, he's got like a two by four that he's using to stir. Like, <laughs> so like the thing is, listen, this is Brad's I don't know why, drink. Just, it's, it's such a casual toss. I think Brad's Drink. You just think of like a guy in like a shitty apartment, like mixing up Brad's Drink. These are all so great. Uh, Target was called Goodfellow. Mm -hmm. uh, Starbucks was called Cargo House. Snapchat was called Pickaboo. I remember when Snapchat was Pickaboo. Really? Yeah. yeah. When it first launched, it was Pickaboo. Nike was Blue Ribbon Sports. Uh, Instagram was Bourbon. I don't remember that at all. No, I don't remember that. It must have been like before the acquisition. Yeah, whatever. just interesting. Um, that doesn't make me think that this is any less stupid, but just yeah. like. Well, and it's interesting. All those were before they were the known brands. It's not like Best Buy changed its name to Brad's Drink or whatever. Like, the <laughs> Right. Well, and like Best Buy launched as a music store. So Sound yeah. of Music made sense. But then it yeah. became like an electronics thing. So you had to like, uh, like all of those like, well, yeah, I get why Brad's Drink is not in yeah. grocery stores worldwide, but. I feel like back rub was, was my favorite. Name. Like Google was like, yeah, back rub. That's good. It's like, what happened there? That's mm -hmm. that's really uh, yeah, unsettling. But like uh, Twitter is, it's it's already, it's the thing you want from a brand. It's already achieved brand nirvana, which yeah. is that it's become a verb. That's yeah. the, like, would you Xerox this for me? Hey, tweet this. Like, yeah. That's the hardest thing to do. And they already did it. Why would you get rid of that? Because uh, you're big. now you have to make hey X this for me into a thing, and that's never going to be a thing. That's never going to because you're because he's a big dumb dummy. Uh, in the <laughs> chat uh, for those watching live, Mike Joy says, "How long until he changes his name to X?" And Leonard Kim says, "I do kind of miss when tweets were eating a bagel, taking a shit, or bought a computer. It was a simpler time." That is kind of what I am liking about Threads, though. That is kind of what Threads is right now. Right. But but going to your eyes point, it doesn't do what I need it to do for work. Yeah, that's it. Threads is fun because I get to see people say taking a shit. Um, but I don't get to the lack of hashtags, so I can't see what you guys think about a certain topic is really annoying, and it doesn't have news. And, yeah. and now I don't know how you guys are, how your Twitters are populating, but the news on Twitter for me is relatively useless at this point. Yeah. Like the, the shit that they put on there, I'm just like, where's well, the news? And it used to work so much better. Like that's yeah. the thing is it's, it's been downgraded. And yeah. like, why are you downgrading this great service? Like I get that you have to make money, but making it worse shouldn't be part of it. Wouldn't be part of it. 
this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Speaking of billionaires ruining things, uh, we're in the middle of a uh, uh, double strike, SAG, WGA strike. And of course, the SAG strike had a bigger impact on Comic-Con, because of course, um, San Diego Comic-Con uh. specifically... <laughs> Um, is known for its big Hall H panels with celebrities and stuff like that. And the studios were like already kind of feeling the vibe that that wasn't going to work out. So a lot of them planned on not showing up. Roxy, you were there uh, for like all of it, right? Did you, you, you left maybe a couple days early, but you were like there, you were doing the whole Comic-Con thing. Yeah, I was there for a couple of days. Um, DJ, did you make it into the convention? For like 20 minutes. Yeah, for like a few minutes, and it was. I noticed it was still. It was early. It was early one of the mornings, um, and it was still pretty crowded on the floor. Um, I what I, I and it makes sense because they didn't know that the celebrities weren't going to show up till like the fucking days before. But I was still a little bit discouraged by how minimal the actual comics presence still was, despite that. I guess part of me had kind of been more optimistic, feeling like, well, the big studios aren't here so maybe like we'll get more comic stuff and i guess you know the 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 sea change there wasn't enough time for that to have happened um i thought that artist alley though was the best that it's been in the eight years i've been there i didn't have a lot of time to spin an artist alley so i wouldn't have had a good gauge of that they really so all the other companies the big studios they had like very little lon have you been into the convention have you been to comic-con before oh yeah many times. yeah yeah so um for anybody who hasn't it is like dj just showed a picture of um and it just picture any convention you've ever gone to but usually the big studios will have like their own kind of block um that is very large that will there will be a, a sign above that says their company name you can yeah. see it from anywhere and you go and it's this big space the big studios this year had tiny little booths um and no big block and the the places that had bigger blocks were like the skybounds of the world yeah um so i was like oh this is interesting and then artist alley which is where all of the art is the original art was jamming like just the because uh, usually it's uh, like an alley kind yeah. of and this was like a if you think of um it being a b c d e f g which is everything before hall h yeah. like maybe two full or three full letter sections were yeah. artist alley it was massive yeah. when did so, you first go like what was the first year you went to comica eight years ago so like and you've probably mid, been mid like 2014 yeah, yeah. or something like 2015 yeah because i saw i started going in i think 2007 was the first year i went or 08 and mm. that was like 
the tail, like this is what it used to be like, as I understand. When I yeah. started going, was like the end of this era when studios started taking over more and more of the space and Hall H just became like, here's what movies are coming out, like the big showcase. But before then, it really was more like most of the convention floor was like Artist Alley and like booths for, for publishers or comic book companies or artists or, or writers. Or, and it was a very, very different vibe. Uh, yeah, the first so year I, 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 did, I met the Hellboy creator, Mike Mignola, was just like <laughs> hanging out at a table, like signing and like chatted with me for like 10 minutes. It was like a very different vibe that it became in the year since. Yeah. yeah, so I really did enjoy it. And um, DJ, you're saying that you didn't notice like more enough comic stuff. I I agree with you that I thought it was going to be more comic book heavy, but there was still more than the previous years that I have seen. Yeah. And um, this year... A lot more deodorant was worn. I'll give people <laughs> that. That was very exciting for me. Yeah. Uh, and the, the vibe of the con was fucking great. It was great. It was a bunch of people who were not complaining about the fact that there was no major stars doing huge Hall H panels. Like, I kind of thought that people were going to be bitching and moaning about we spent all this money on the hotels and the flights and the da da da. And then now there's not this big panel that we whatever. I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything. Yeah. I just, people were just happy to be there. Uh, I was that same kind of vibe. And was it a little weird and different? Yeah. Like the press lines are different, but it was cool. A lot of the people that I saw that were doing the press lines or in hall, uh, in different, um, not hall H, but in the different ballrooms for the other panels were art directors Mm -hmm. and um you know like people that don't usually get to be on panels in the same kind of way and i thought that was sick um the world girls we did man on the street interviews about if people what the people were aware of for the sag and writer's strike and if yeah. they knew how much money zasloff was making and Iger, and asked them what they thought about the strike and it was overwhelmingly uh like the people know that are at the convention, the people knew what was going on and they think it's fucked up. And yeah. I, that was exciting to see the people outside of the convention had no idea what's going on. I mean, they, cause we're in such a bubble that I was like, or my Uber driver was like, isn't it crazy that people think that AI shouldn't take over their jobs. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't think that's crazy. Do you think AI should take over your job? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got one of those <laughs> jobs. They think AI is, could take yeah. over. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, I just feel like other than this is, I think, an exact quote of his. Other than Denzel Washington, I want to watch all AI or yeah. something like that. And I was like, what? I don't. Yeah. I, I, I think yeah, like people just they don't they they they've had such little experience with it. They're seeing just these little flashes of it. There, it allows your mind to create whatever you think AI is going to be. Right, you, you fill in the details. AI, I'm hearing AI can write better scripts than people. Right, yeah. like you just like you, well, a computer computers don't make mistakes, right? Computers are perfect, right? Yeah. Like computers yeah, are. So like, well, and I, therefore, and I, like when you put them in a calculator, it never gives you a wrong answer, right? So if you tell the computer, make me a show. And I also, and I've said this before, I feel like there's been a concerted effort, whether it's intentionally to prepare us for AI, it's definitely the, the kind of like making, uh, content more algorithmic. Like, listen, we're not going to talk about it here today, but I just watched all secret invasion. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, if, if there was any show better built to be like, Hey, get ready for when machines 
just make I, this shit I and shoot this, it in your brain. This, that shows what that that's what that show is designed to do. I also recently had this thought watching Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. There yeah. are a few scenes. Did either of you see Transformers? I Rise did. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a few scenes where individual Transformers will literally take a step forward and be like, "I am Ares, or I yeah. am a bird, and I come from here. I am Optimus Primal, and yeah. I do this." And I and it's just, it, it really does. It feels like that South Park AI where they take one step forward and be like. I think Kyle should do this. Yeah. Back. And then the next character says, we're like, it does feel out. And that movie was not made by AI, but it feels no. like it could but, but again, and it's like, you could just feel that this is what they, they want it to be fucking McDonald's where they would just slap the meat onto the patty and shoot it to the yeah. customer. Assembly and unfortunately, and unfortunately yeah. the assembly line nature of it. And it's fortunately, I feel like going back to your driver, Roxy, I feel like it's working on some people. They're like, yeah, sure. Well, fucking shoot on, the content into my brain. <laughs> Because he, when you are hearing that from people that you're listening to and no shade to any particular podcast, but like, it depends on who you're listening to. If you're listening to Joe Rogan, you're going to feel one way. If you're listening to Jordan Peterson, you're going to feel one way. You know, people have opinions on this and, uh, you know, opinions are like assholes. As we know, everyone has one. They're just not understanding that. Like if you haven't, had a breakup if you're ai and you've never been dumped you Mm -hmm. haven't lost anybody you haven't gotten married or fallen for somebody you've never had children you've never been to a funeral like you it's not the same it's not the fucking same and you're seeing all these ai um right now i think it was disney that spent nine hundred thousand dollars to bring somebody in to train their most recent ai and that's netflix netflix thank you and they're having issues too with um copyright material because these ais are getting uh they're copywriting yeah well they're being trained on you know everything so they're being trained on stuff podcast maybe maybe this show like we don't know uh sarah silverman is suing open ai right now because they sucked in her comedy she's like but i own that that's my you can't take my jokes even if you don't retell them exactly the same way you can't use them to do anything they're mine you have to pay me for it uh, and so, yeah, it, it, that, I mean, that's a huge issue. It's like, well, yeah, you're, you're calling it, oh, we're using this material to train, but it's like, you're, you're, you're stealing it. I mean, it's like, that's not, there was no extra rule in copyright. Like what well, you could use these to train software. Like that's not a thing. Yeah. Right. So anyway, going back to the con, um, it was interesting to see how educated the con goers actually are and because yeah. they're consumers and they're paying attention as opposed to just people who weren't at the con in San Diego who had no idea what was going on. But uh, it was also strange, like what you are and are not allowed to do. Uh, SAG put out rules that you're not allowed to cosplay if you are SAG. So the seeing everybody who was cosplay or what exactly qualifies as cosplay, right? Like. Yeah. And um, people not knowing, okay, can I wear a t-shirt with brand on it? That's not cosplay, right? But then am I supporting the studio? There's conversations about that a lot. Uh, same thing with parties. There was one party that branded itself one way, but really was being sponsored by a studio, which was not um, uh, as like put out there. So that was a problem for some people. There were issues with certain carpets. Like there was obviously the strike did not affect the con. There were things that people were concerned about. There were people at the con that people were calling scabs. Some of them who probably are, some of them who probably are not. Um, So there was definitely this like 
background noise of what are we allowed to do right now? This is very um, bizarro land, but at the same time, uh, still super, super fun. Another great year. Yeah. I I feel like they're kind of, and I'm not saying people should scab or break the rules. Don't. I'm saying don't do that. But yeah. I also feel like they're they're putting all these rules. They're they're making it sound very scary on purpose because they kind of maybe just want to scare people out of promo. Like I don't know if there's necessarily somebody with a clipboard writing down the name of every single person who tweets positively about a TV show for the next year. I think they're trying to create a climate where we're all kind of on our heels. Am I allowed to talk about this? Just so people are circumspect about what they promote and how rigorously they do it. I, that's just my theory. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to uh, tend to agree uh, with with that. Yeah, and I think that... Like um, make the rules sound as strict as possible, even if you're not going to enforce them that strictly, just yeah. to like get the message clear of like, don't be a scab. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, but I do, and I do, I do think it, I, um, it's our current landscape. It's a little bit tricky and I'm not sure that, um, SAG had a plan or has a plan to navigate that. Um, I, I wrote but, about this for passion fruit last week. They're also, it's kind of forcing us to make some definitions concrete that we all like not being concrete mm -hmm. like we have the idea of like a critic and a journalist yeah. and an entertainment reporter and an influencer and a fan and a reactor and a vlogger and like like there are like 20 different ways to talk about people who do what we all kind of do like yeah. people who go on the internet and talk about entertainment and media and like what we thought like all sorts of different ways of doing it uh, and and there aren't good definitions. It's all kind of overlapping. Like everyone, if I came up with a name, and I'm not going to call people out, but if I came up with a name and threw it out to you, people we all know, we would all probably have different definitions for like, what's the difference between what that guy does and what that lady does and what that person does. Well, you know? we could even use me, for example, Lon. Like if right. you throw out I don't want to call anybody out, but yeah. right. Like are you, you are kind of an influencer on social media, but you also do, but you also are on like, podcast and you do reporting and you're you're a reviewer and yeah, very like confusing it's, i wouldn't call myself an influencer or a critic but i do but both do those, those things, things. Yeah. Yeah. right and you're an actor and like that's yeah. like that's what i mean it's 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 so many people that we know and we work with are five and different categories multi-hyphenates is not something right. that any strikes have had to deal with in the past typically because usually exactly. people are in one arena and so there so sag is sort of trying to say like well you could be an entertainment journalist you can't you just can't be an influencer and it's like yeah what does yeah. that actually mean like in and a I definitional way i was reading the new york times uh did have an article i was uh, reading about influencers are impacted for this but the people they were talking to were people that get like paid like 20 grand to show up at a premiere right like, like and yeah, i think like the, the spirit of the law getting the big grand deal yeah and i think the spirit of the laws they the spirit of what they're trying to do is they don't want people um doing that instead of like margot robbie going on like margot robbie's not allowed to go on hot one so now we're going to reach out to this influencer to do that instead that sort of mm -hmm. thing um i don't know you no know, it's like, a really big uh it's it's tough though this is why i'm trying to be kind to people during this time because i got a phone call from a friend of mine and um, the studios are offering like 10 times the money they usually offer to promote things. Yeah, of course they and, are. <laughs> and these are people who 
this is their livelihood and they're not in the union. Do they have hopes of maybe joining one day? Yes, but they're being offered tens of thousands of dollars, um, which will pay their rent for, you know, not as long as it should, but a long time. (laughs) And And, and these are people who won't benefit, even if the union does successfully negotiate everything they wanted. Well, if you're not in the union, that doesn't do you any good. You've put in all of this but they hope to benefit extracting the benefits. They hope to benefit from that one day and hopefully right. join the union one day, you know, and that this is the fight that hopefully will affect them long term. But it sucks because I, I did. I said to her, I don't think you should. If you would like to join the union, I think that this is clearly scabbing because it's yeah. taking money from the studio, right. you know, yeah. And that's what I would be clear. I'm not saying I think people should do this. I'm just I'm sympathize with the people yeah, who are sympathize. caught in this in these yeah. in this bind. Because but the studios don't, don't are evil and they're yeah. offering so much money and it gets harder and harder if you have children, if you have bills to pay, right. if you have, if you're hungry, like yeah. it it with these people who are influencers but not journalists because and no qualified journalist would take money from a studio anyway for doing this, but right. it's like it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. tricky. And everybody I know is we're all doing our best to try and figure it out because at the end of the day, we do we do support what the strike represents. Um, yeah, um, I mean, that's to me, my my philosophy has been like, look, there, I have some I'm in the WGA. It's been a while since I've done a WGA gig. Yeah. My laps, but I am a WGA member. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, like, do my job but not excessively promote they, like I've kind of set my own sort of parameters because yeah. I really do support the people who are striking. And I really do want to uh, be, be have solidarity with them and, and support them. And so I feel like I'm trying to talk about it a lot and talk more about the strike and what's going on with that than like how great, whatever I'm watching on Paramount plus is like, and yeah. I feel like if I do that, I'm sort of doing my, my part. I think you and I are in kind of the, I'm, I, I feel like I'm closer to you on that line. I'm not a part of any union, although if I was, you know, wouldn't mind being part of the WGA at some point, that'd be nice. Um, or the DGA, if I get there, I'll, whatever. Anyway, um, but uh, similarly, it's like, you know, you just try, I, when I see something, I'm like, is this, do I feel like I'm carrying water for the studio here? Or am I just like observing whatever right. and just making yeah. that judgment call? Um, and if I, if I, if I fuck up, y'all can yell at me about it. Cause I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a dick, you know, just trying to everybody's for, especially people in our space, studios aren't knocking on my door offering to pay me thousands of dollars to do shit. Right. So I'm just kind of doing what I, some variation of what I've always done because whatever, but you know, we're all making our best judgment. Uh, but there will be a link in the description. If you want to support those striking, check that out. We do support the strike. We do support with their equitability. Uh, We support labor. We support all that stuff over here. So check all that out. One of the open questions I've heard mixed things on, which leads us to our next topic, is the desire of, you know, because I've heard some things that like, no, we still want the movies to do well. You know, obviously, you know, you think about something like like Barbie, which is a which is a female uh, led film. Uh, notoriously, studios will do anything to like avoid making more of those. I'm thinking about Blue Beetle coming out in a few months at first. Uh, I don't know if it's the first, but it's one of the few Hispanic led superhero <laughs> movies. You know, there's uh, beyond putting money in the Zaslavs of the world's pocket. It does benefit um communities right and so like the idea of 
do we want the studios to feel the loss of not having access to their actors but you know there's i don't know whether we want the movies to do well or not fortunately for barbie and oppenheimer uh, they seem to have done really fucking great um uh over over barbara and hybern weekend uh together they grossed more than uh 511 million worldwide um uh 235 million of that was domestic um this is the first time two movies have opened to those numbers 100 million for barbie and 5 million for oppenheimer at the same time yeah i got a bunch of stats here i don't know if they matter but they did really well (laughs) one it's the first time in history one movie opened at 100 million dollars and the number two movie opened over 50 million dollars that's never happened before yeah in the same week that's crazy yeah I think it's really difficult um, question to answer right now, DJ, because I'm having these conversations with my friends too about how we want things to perform what right now. Because at the end of the day, I feel like if I was a studio exec, which clearly I'm <laughs> not, but I look at success and think, "Wow, I should pay Noah Baumbach and uh, Greta, Greta Gerwig, Gerwig yeah. and, and Margot Robbie and Simu Liu and." Ryan Gosling and Issa Rae, I should pay them a lot of money mm-hmm. because they, you know, I can't sit here and say they haven't made me a billion dollars. No. Like I, I would think that that would be proving the value of not having AI yeah. and the value of making sure on the next project, like the, because Greta Gerwig is still, an up and coming. I mean, she's amazing, but yeah. you know, we don't talk about her in the same conversations that we talk about, like a Spielberg, right? She's yeah. rel- the first is- big studio. Right. Picture, so, yeah. I, and, and same thing with Noah. Like I, those are people that we want to see succeed and that clearly have earned spots in their field. Yeah. So on the one hand, I'm just like, I, if these movies, if movies right now tank, it almost proves the studios like we should switch it up. We had such a bad summer. We should go all AI. These actors don't deserve their money. Yeah. But but on the other hand, I'm not an ex studio exec. I don't get how the fuck they're thinking. And somehow, some way, the better, the more people who see movies right now, the more I feel like they're like, see, we did this. And now we have all this money and we can sit on it. And we can bleed you guys out because thank you for your money and we're going to keep it. And now the strikes are going to go on until February because we all need your dollars. Like, I, I think that there's two sides. I mean, I think I think the the big thing that we have to talk about in terms of like how long they can last is there's it's really two tiers. Like, yeah. we think of AMPTP as this one big group, the studios and the streamers, and they're all together. But it's really, there's the tech companies that bought up media brands your your amazon your apple your netflix and then there's the legacy studio companies nbc universal disney paramount uh lionsgate which owns stars amc those companies they're in a very different place like sure netflix can kick up their heels and be like well we'll make more stuff in spain and thailand for the next six months and we'll save a bunch of money You know, and they've they've got a content pipeline probably for the next six months. They're fine to wait until next year to make a deal. Don't come back to the to the table until then. Apple and Amazon, this isn't even their primary business. Like Amazon will just sell more 
soccer balls and foot cream to get them through or whatever. Yeah. So, but, but like, if you're universal, if you're paramount, like you really can't wait and you can't afford to just take money from this summer and be like, well, we're good for a while. Like that doesn't, they need stuff to be on their TV networks and these streaming platforms they just launched and in back in theaters by next year. And if 2024 doesn't have enough new movies and movie theaters all start to close, that's terrible for Netflix doesn't care, but Paramount, where are they going to show you mission impossible dead reckoning part two? So I really feel like what you're, everything you're saying is correct. Roxy like there, it is really hard to say because we're dealing with this playing field where the companies all have different priorities. Like I feel like there's a version of this where this is the end of the AMPTP and like some companies are going to like Sony is not going to have a choice. They're going to have to come to the table and, and make a deal with writers or else like Sony pictures entertainment goes away. Yeah. Whereas Netflix, maybe they don't want to come back to the table until 2024, 25. So like it, it's, it's so hard to say because there's even that added level of complication, but like, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. It is really hard to know what the best thing to do right now. Everything I'm hearing is like, they're not calling for a boycott, so keep right. going to movies. Keep keep your Netflix subscription. Um, but that like, yeah, I don't, I don't know play. if that's the answer. Yeah. At some point, they might. That might be a. They might ask for a consumer boycott. I would not right. say that that's off the table, but they have not done that yet because they clearly right. don't think that that's the best plan of action yet. Uh, I don't know, Lon, how long you've been in the WGA, but I was talking to um, Kate Mulligan, who's husband Dickie is a captain for the writers mm-hmm. guild and she was talking about one of the big talking points he continues to speak on and that they're hopeful for at least in the WGA is what happened at, during the last strike which is that once one company kind of folds one studio kind of folded and was like okay we will give you guys what it is that you're looking for um, it started with the smaller studios so I guess the at the time it was about um, whether Oh, what was she telling me that the, oh, all the everybody had fired their agents because all the writers had fired their agents because the agents were asked were being part of a packaging deal yeah, right. and they were making money based on how much money the movie made so they weren't getting the best deals for their writers and so the, a lot of the studios were like we're gonna hang tough together but then once one folded and right. they saw that everybody was going to these smaller. Um, agencies and they they were making the deals with these studios then all the major agencies like WME, CAA they all folded and were like okay we won't take right. packaging deals anymore and that that's what they're hopeful happens with all the studios right that they, it will yes. start and with I, one right. of the smaller studio not smaller studios there's you already we're seeing A24 but like if enough of those studios and then we'll see right. the actual AMPTP studios uh, yeah, because those those are one. the companies where they just they're you know like if you're AMC, there are there are a hundred different problems all coming for you right now. Like everybody's yeah. ditching their cable subscriptions, and AMC was relying on cable TV revenue to keep them going. The ad market has collapsed, and they're counting on selling ads on cable and on you know on on streaming. And uh, so it's just like it, you know AMC Plus launch, but it's hard to get people to pay for a bespoke. AMC yeah. plus subscription when there's all these bigger, more touted options out there with bigger shows. And so it's just like a perfect storm coming down on those. Like those companies can't wait years to keep making new shows. They're going to run out of shows soon. Yeah. And, then, and you, you pointed out Lon, you know, uh, before, before we went to air, you know, um, Netflix is writing high off of like uh, reruns of suits basically, which yeah. also, by the way, makes me nervous about the, 
it, it, it takes me back to your driver, Roxy, and the and this whole AI conversation because so much so much of content is enjoyed like for background noise for people, which is makes no sense to me. Like when I'm watching something, I'm watching something. I don't turn something on just to have it on. That's not my how my brain works. Um, it, I think it's a, it's maybe an age thing. Like this was when I was a kid in the '80s. That's just people just had their TV on all the day, and they were not what people were not watching it. It was yeah. just. It was just noise in the yeah. house. It was just like you put it on, so there was something. It was lively or whatever. And so mm. I think a lot of us just came of age with that and still do it, just force of habit. I'm not me, but a lot of people my age. Yeah, do. and so it's and just the this- opposite too, though, Lon. I feel like oh, it's the older generations that to keep it on, and the young generation too, where like whatever they're doing in the background is a mindless kind of right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've all been diagnosed the with ADHD. They need a bunch of stuff going on. At the same right. time. It's, yeah. it's always four screens at once. And yeah. sure. I mean, that's, that's just, that's generational. Did you guys see, I think it was the onion where they had that like uh special new movie theaters for people under 25. And this, the theater screen was actually split into yeah. like four columns. Mm-hmm. And it was like Barbie here and Oppenheimer here. And then a TikTok video here. And then like a game over here it. and it was like that's I what that's it. what people would want yeah. i hate I'm it i'm so that's, scared that's not gonna stay in the onion and is going to it's get gonna to be in reality real yeah but Sometimes like you see stuff and it's like oh this is they're so different that generation is so different for me like i can't even predict what they're gonna be into like yeah. the npc tiktok thing is just like oh my god I'm, i was, at all. I, okay, was reading, I was think. reading an article that was kind of sympathetic to the whole npc thing and it's like but again it goes back to that like i just don't i don't like noise I don't like, I like to be, I like to focus on something. Anyway, that's me. That's how my brain works. Yeah. You um, just didn't grow up with that your whole life. And it yeah, I don't like, I don't so need constant input all the time. Silence right. is okay, everybody. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, spend some time with your own thoughts every once in a while. Um, but um, but um, it is interesting how companies like Netflix, these more tech companies, are kind of forced other studios into this, the, the whole gold rush to have an app. And now I guess Netflix is. I was reading stuff that they're making. They're this whole like um, uh, clamping down on sharing passwords is actually making them more money and all this yeah. stuff. So it's this Work. weird like they force everybody in this crisis that they're going to be fine in. And now it's like it's just like yeah. so. It's, and meanwhile, what is it? Ted Sarandos is he the Netflix guy? He's out there going yeah. like, listen. I grew up in a union family. I know what it's like. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> uh, the cable carriage system that we used to have was like fine-tuned. It was messy and crazy and chaotic. Nobody liked the way cable worked. But it had been fine-tuned over decades and was like a pretty impressive system that really allowed all of these channels to flourish. Because the idea was like more popular cable networks like ESPN or Discovery would kind of like cover for the smaller, less popular ones like the Outdoor Life Network. And so you could have a variety of programming of different levels of interest and niche on one cable package because the more expensive channels were kind of supplementing for the smaller channels. And, And it was all just because of carriage deals. You were paying your cable provider that was then paying some of the money it got from you out to all these different companies that ran these cable networks. And by coming in and Netflix came in and said, forget that system. We're just going to come right directly in your homes. And everybody was like, that sounds great. I want to do that too. So they took a hatchet to the entire cable <laughs> carriage system. They got everybody to cut the cord. They destroyed this entire infrastructure we'd built up over like 50 years of doing business. And now they don't know how to make money anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you had 
the thing you just destroyed was a great way to make money. We used to pay for a lot of TV shows that way. Suits. That yeah. was what made Suits possible. Well, and you brought and up the popular show on streaming. Yeah, I can't remember if you brought it up before on, uh, we were on air or not, but the idea that there's nine seasons of it and like Netflix won't let a show last past three. They can't afford to, yeah. whereas USA had no problem paying for nine seasons because a season of Suits was valuable for them because they could sell ads against it. Yeah. Suits was syndicated by, after season five, Suits is syndicated. You could put it wherever you could sell ads against it. That's going to make you money forever. And that's why all of these shows from the old system, Big Bang Theory, Friends, Seinfeld, they're still beloved and watched today. And like, I don't, Wednesday was good. I liked it, but I don't think in 20 years people are going to be watching Wednesday. They just don't have that staying power because they don't last long enough. Yeah, yeah. And going back to the the before we wrap up, going back to the Barbenheimer of it all, I will say I think in the long term, the success of Barbie and Oppenheimer is good for movies in general because, and obviously, Roxy, as you, uh, I think you pointed out really well, like who knows what these. Speaking of suits, who knows what these suits feel, uh, think when they see this stuff? But I feel like the message is clear. They just greenlit a Polly Pocket movie, didn't they? They didn't learn anything. Um, but uh, it's like, hey, what if we did? What if we did? What if not everything was the same thing? What if it wasn't all Marvel? What if like here's here's an R-rated historical drama about the guy that made the atomic bomb? Here's a movie based off of a doll IP that really shouldn't be made into a movie, but Greta Gerwig found a way to make it fucking work. And you know what I mean? I hope that that the the fact that like stuff like Ant-Man hasn't been didn't do so great. A lot of these these um these big IP brands uh fucking Indiana Jones didn't do so well. I've heard mixed things on uh, Mission Impossible. Um the fact that this is something as far as movies go that's fresh did really well. I hope the lesson is well shit. Audiences want new things. You know, we can't just plug in Oppenheimer's book into an AI and have it shoot out a movie. We need to rely on the creatives for that. And long term, that that sends a good signal. Obviously, that requires people to pay attention to the right things. But I hope that that's the message that comes across. I hope long term, it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm super with you, DJ. I just feel zero confidence in my ability to predict what these execs feel. Yeah. For the exact same reason that even though he's not a big studio exec, but why when Elon says things, we're like, what? Like, yeah. I, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. And even I think I'm pretty business savvy. I think what you guys are doing is bad for business. I don't see a world in which what you guys are doing is good for business. So yeah. it, I, like, I don't know how they're interpreting that. I, I just don't know. Maybe we should hire people that have long-term planning skills. Uh, that's my, instead of short-term gains all the time, maybe thinking somebody thinking past tomorrow. Uh, Lon, I mean, any, my, any. My one hope, I feel like the thing that anybody should be able to see that I think no matter, there are other things going on too. I'm not saying this is the only lesson, yeah. but I think one clear lesson is the idea we've been coming back to for the last, let's say 10, 12 years, that it's really about, a title and a brand and a character and an IP. That's what gets people into a theater. Yeah. The movie itself, secondary. The trailer, the marketing, all that casting, all that other stuff, secondary. The thing you're selling is this is the new Pixar. This yeah. is the new Marvel. This is the new Minions. This is the new X. You know, like that. 
that's been the the thinking. And I'm not saying it was even wrong. Like for a while there, especially when movies were doing so well in China and overseas, like you got to go for the big, like whose picture is on the poster? Like what's the tagline? Like we need to make this as easy to communicate as possible. But I think that what what we're seeing now is that era is sort of done. Audiences are kind of done showing up just because like, oh, I know who Captain America is. I'm going to go see the new Captain America. They can wait for streaming for that. Uh, and and now you have to do the work. Like you can't just lay back on the laurels of the IP is going to bring people in. You actually have to sell people on this movie in particular. And I mean, I think that the Mission Impossible of it is really fascinating because to me that is like we assumed – a lot of it was Tom Cruise. That was the Top Gun Maverick yeah. magic was audiences everywhere. Just they can't get enough of this Tom Cruise guy. Yeah. But if Mission Impossible didn't do that, well, that was no, it was something about the way they sold Top Gun Maverick specifically that made people so excited. And I think that is a, a good takeaway, no matter how you slice it, because it means we got to go back to thinking about individual movies as the product, not one little piece of the franchise, which is the product. Yeah. But now the movie itself, you can't just be like, well, it's Ant-Man 3. They'll go see it because they liked Ant-Man 2 and they're waiting for Ant-Man 4. Now they got to be like, what is it about Ant-Man 3 that makes people want to go see Ant-Man 3 specifically? And like, I feel like that's that's good. That's a move. That's a move in the positive direction. Yeah. We can't just you can't just uh, make a Polly Pocket movie with Lena Dunham and, and assume that it's going to have the same cultural splash as Barbie. You're right. not going to be able. What's because, the, well, because what? everybody's got to get into the Mattel verse. I think. Right. It's, it's like you, you, we're not all getting into every verse anymore. You've got to really sell me on this thing, not just Indiana Jones is it. Yeah, and uh, Lennon Kim says in the chat, we got to have more everything everywhere all at once is or more elementals. And yeah, I, Elemental I, is a great example of a movie I think they didn't have a lot of faith in and didn't try to sell as hard as they could. And then audiences discovered it and liked it all on their own. So yeah. kind of a lackluster first weekend, but now it's going to hit four or five hundred million in, in theaters. Like it's a hit. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. Um, and I also think I was talking to this about a friend of like, uh, I think, you know, the new Indiana Jones was made for 300 million pretty notoriously and everything everywhere all at once was made for 25 million. And it's like that shit. I mean, I that hope- Indiana, I like that Indiana Jones movie. All right. I thought it was fine, but $300 million. And that's the thing. Not all of that 300 million isn't ending up on screen. A lot of that is padding execs pockets. That's what, that's how that, that number yeah. gets so high. <laughs> that was, did you see that Eric Idle tweet? That was one of the best things I've seen is he said, one time I asked a film producer friend when I was making movies in the seventies and eighties movies cost $1 million. Yeah. How come they cost $200 million today? And he said, well, it's, it's a lot easier to steal a million dollars. If the movie costs $200 million yep. than if it costs $2 million. Yep. And it's like, yeah. So yep. that's a lot of what we're seeing. Yeah. That's what we're seeing. And uh, so shareholders out there, all the shareholders that listen to this, maybe we'll get a little scrutiny to these uh, these uh, CEOs and execs are spending $25 million to. Maybe put a little put a little spyglass to what they're doing. Maybe uh, maybe they're not making you as much money as you think. <laughs> secret Invasion costs $212 million. Did you Boo. see that? Yes. Boo. <laughs> Boo yeah, they, were, that. Well, they did a lot they did a lot of rewrites like i don't care if you had to film that thing four times that's <laughs> yeah, too much money it's too much money boo anyway um yeah a lot of a lot of shady shit and and roxana you know discussed this a little bit last week i do hope it provides a little bit more scrutiny to the execs i don't think that's the world we live in but listen hope springs eternal <laughs> do you guys think that streaming services 
and all entertainment should legally have to release their numbers. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I think it's crazy that we don't make them do that. Like the SEC, like they've got to have all this transparency about their business practices, but then they could just be like, well, people watched 2.4 billion minutes of the first 30 minutes of this in the first five days. It was all the, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, just give us the number. Yeah. And that's a big part of what's keeping these negotiations stalled is that the talent needs to know how things are doing so they know how to negotiate for their next game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It well, anyway, no brainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, did you see Seth Rogen talking about this? He's like, no. it, it makes Seth Rogen would say he gets like depressed. Like it's he's he's finding it emotionally very difficult that none of his work he doesn't have any sense of achievement anymore. He's like, yeah. I don't, I make these things and then no, there's no way for me to know if people liked it or watched it or who liked it or how much they liked it. He's like, I used to get da data that was like. This is the demographic breakdown. These are the people who watch the most. And he, you know, like he's like, I knew everything about what people were in or how people were interacting with his work. And he's like, today I know nothing. I, it's a black box, and I make stuff, and it just goes out in the world, and I never hear about it again. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's even that even not from a business perspective, just from a personal creative perspective, it's it's a tragedy. Yeah. Good producer. He's got a movie coming out next week that I got to see early, and it's very good. It's a good, good movie. If you want to support good movies, check it out. Um, anyway, they're coming out of the shadows. That movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, Lon, before we go, remind the kids where they can find you and what they should be checking out from you. Oh, uh, yeah, X is the best place to yeah. follow me. <laughs> follow, uh, follow Lon me on X. X. .com, your favorite app and mine, uh, yeah. at L-O-N-S. And uh, I mentioned Passion Fruit. Uh, it's, a, it's a website that's published by The Daily Dot, uh, but it's its own thing. It is just a sort of news and information and community for, uh, you know, digital creators, internet creators, people who post things for a living. Uh, and it's a new site, so come check it out. I write a weekly column for that check that out there will be links in the description uh roxy what should the fans but you were mentioning the world girls did your man on the street stuff if they wanted to check out that yeah. world girl stuff where are they gonna go yeah uh, you can find us on youtube.com slash the world girls that will be dropping next month we're doing a lot of strike coverage also a lot of alien talk mm -hmm. I, listen i've converted them i know i can convert you so. next week everybody tune in uh, maybe next week we won't be able to talk about the real good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, but we will be able to talk about aliens. So, which is, if you think about it, significantly more important. If true, if true, if true. Also, Michael Bay's version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Aliens. Aliens, yeah, Aliens. Um, so check out next week for for big alien talk. Uh, Roxy, wait, are you are you more X or are you more Threads? I've been doing that shitty thing where you post the same thing in both places. I don't know that's shitty. I think that's just covering your bases. I feel like I that's just covering your bases. Wherever you are, I'm posting in both spots. I keep fucking posting on X. I really want to leave. I really just want it I to be it. dead. But I just, you know, uh, that positive reinforcement. People keep liking my X's on X. And so I guess like, I guess I'm staying here for right now. Um, you can find me on X and everywhere that matters at DJ Talks Trash. You can find this show at Only Stupid Answers, but on X. Yank out the vowels from stupid. And we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.